This podcast is a presentation of Indianola First Assembly of God Church. For more information, please visit us online at indianolafirst.com. What a great time of year just to celebrate family and celebrate Christmas together and even as a church family celebrating our kids. I just love that kind of stuff. Uh, are you with me today? Yeah, amen. Well, today I want to just give you a short message on giving like our Father. This is the season of giving, right? And uh, how many of you love to give Christmas gifts at Christmas time? You just love giving gifts at Christmas time. Raise your hand. All right. <laughs> it's kind of a half hearted applause there. And I think most of us really do enjoy giving gifts. I, I think most of us do. And I, I think that we come by that naturally because we serve a God who at the very heart of his being is a giver. How many know that our God is a giver? He is a giver. And uh, he, he, the, the gifts he gives are always good and they're always perfect. And it may sound cliche a bit, but he gave us the greatest gift that he could ever give. He gave us his son, Jesus. James 1.17 says, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights. Matthew 7.11 says, So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask him? Our God is a giver. Turn to your neighbor and say, Our God is a giver. And I think that's important to understand and remember, especially during this Christmas season. God loves to give good gifts. And I believe that we, being created in his image and in his likeness, really do enjoy giving wonderful gifts, especially at Christmas. And when I say wonderful gifts, I'm not talking about expensive gifts or falling into the commercialization of it all. There are too many that give out of obligation or give for appearance's sake, that falls into wrong motives and miss, misses the whole point of Christmas. When we desire to give gifts that really mean something, I think we're just trying to be like our Heavenly Father. And that's a good thing. That's a very good thing. Ephesians 5.1 says, be imitators of God. And in that effort, what could we possibly do more in imitating him than to give our best gifts to those that we love and care about? So I want to give you just quickly three things that will help you give like our Father this Christmas. Three things that will keep you on the right track of giving in a way that truly imitates him and the way in which he gave to us. First of all, number one, you can write it down if you want. Give something that costs. I need you to understand that this does not necessarily mean money. Something that costs means it has value to you. Value is not always wrapped up in money, amen? True value often has little to do with money. But giving a gift that costs you involves sacrifice. We know it says in John 3:16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God gave us his best when he gave us Jesus. It was a sacrifice. And you may remember in 2 Samuel, when King David went to Arunia to buy his threshing floor so that he could build an altar there and, make, and, and bring sacrifices to the Lord. And Arunia said, take the threshing floor and anything else you want. Take my oxen for the burnt offering and their yokes for the wood. And, and let's read what David said, because David wanted the, the threshing floor 
And Arunia just said, just take it. I, I'm not going to sell it to you. You don't have to give me money for it. I'll just give it. If it's for the Lord, I'll just give it to you. Listen to what King David said. But the king said, no, but I will buy it from you for a price. I will not offer burnt offerings to the Lord, my God, that costs me nothing. So David bought the threshing floor and the oxen for 50 shekels of silver. David didn't want to bring a gift to the Lord that didn't cost him anything. And he was a man after God's own heart, even in the area of giving. He knew the secret of a true gift being a sacrifice. He wasn't about to offer his gift, his sacrifice to the Lord that cost him nothing, because gifts that cost you nothing, not talking about financial here, are not really true gifts. Gifts that take a sacrifice of time, that's a gift. Gifts that take a sacrifice of physical or emotional energy spent, that's a gift. Gifts that aren't in actuality benefiting the giver as much as the receiver. Have you ever given a gift like that? Like, I'm gonna buy my wife this nice neck massager so that I can use it all the time. That's not a gift, right? That's not a gift. Gifts that cost you nothing, not talking financial, are not really true gifts. We see the wise men within the Christmas story. They brought gifts of value, frankincense, gold, and myrrh. They were valuable items, monetarily speaking. But their gifts also cost them two years of travel time. There was a sacrifice in following that star. As you purchase your Christmas gifts or figure out them or make them or provide them for those you're gonna to give to, ask yourself, is this gift costing me anything? Or am I just jumping on the giving gifts at Christmas time bandwagon and getting it done? I gotta get something, so I'll just grab something and throw it in a box. I wanna challenge you today. Refuse to give gifts that cost you nothing this Christmas season. And I gotta say it again. I'm not talking about money here. Give gifts that cost you, that are sacrificial in nature. Number two, give your gifts joyfully. God loves a joyful giver, doesn't he? Have you ever had to give a gift because it was expected of you to give it? Giving it out of obligation instead of really wanting to give it. And I think we all fall into this sometimes. I mean, even the Christmas lists we sometimes give to one another. Well, here's my Christmas list, so... Don't you feel an obligation then to buy something for them off that Christmas list? The answering of the question, what do you want for Christmas? You know, it's interesting we, we do this. Uh, we buy gifts for one another, and I think because we want to, and then we turn around and, and, and then we go to that person because we don't want to think about it, and we, we don't know what they want, we don't know what they'll like, and we say, what do you want for Christmas? And they tell you, and then you go out and buy it, you wrap it up and you give it to them. Is that just missing the whole point? How many have ever done that? Come on now, be honest. It kind of misses the point. It misses the spirit of thinking it through and finding something that's meaningful to that person all on your own. We need to give gifts joyfully. I wonder what would happen if at our employee Christmas parties and extended family Christmas parties where we bring white elephant gifts. Let's hear it for the white elephant gifts. <laughs> Those $10 pieces of junk that we don't ever do anything with except rewrap them and give them at our next party, right? You're like, I don't do that. You do too. 
We bring white elephant gifts and draw names so we don't feel obligated to buy for everyone there, right? If we just let everyone buy, what if we just let everyone buy gifts for who they wanted to buy gifts for and because they wanted to? Christmas employee party, right? Employee Christmas party. Uh, you go and there, there's some employees you'd really wanna, or some other coworkers you'd really wanna give to and there's others you wouldn't, but that wouldn't be fair, would it? What does giving have to do with fair? I mean, these are just things to think about as you're giving gifts to keep the joy in your giving. And I get it. There are those that would buy gifts for everyone just to outdo everyone else. And then you gotta kind of keep up with the Joneses. And there are those that could potentially get left out and that would be sad. And there would be those who felt hurt if others received more gifts than they did. So my point is, are these kinds of gift giving sessions, are they driven by pride or being too easily offended or maybe by jealousy. I mean, I'm, I'm just going just gonna to be real honest here. Have you ever gone to a Christmas party and you knew someone that was going to be there and so you had to buy a nicer gift because you knew that one person was going to buy a really nice gift? And it was almost this competition thing. It misses the point of giving gifts. We should give gifts joyfully because we want to. And you all know that one person who's always at the party that adds up the monetary value, they got the calculator out of everyone else to see that it was all fair, right? There always seems to be that person who gets offended because others receive gifts that they desired, but they themselves got the short end of the stick. And again, I understand that none of us are perfect and this whole gift giving thing can get messy, but maybe if our hearts were right, we could just enjoy gift giving and could care less about receiving them. Maybe it would all become a time of joy because of our giving hearts and not joy because our need to receive. Sometimes I think uh, we just need to remember the joy in it and not let anything rob us of that joy. God gave us the gift of his son with great joy. The angels were singing when they made their announcement to the shepherds who were in the fields near Bethlehem. And I believe they heard millions upon millions of angels singing, glory to God in the highest. This was a gift given with pure joy, Jesus Christ. In Acts 20, 35, the apostle Paul quotes Jesus. And he says, it is more blessed to give than to receive. And this is absolutely true when you give with joy in your heart. Now, I think that there are those who naturally can give gifts with a joyful heart. And I think there are those who don't come by that so naturally. And if you find yourself purchasing gifts out of obligation this Christmas and the joy of giving is just not quite there, I'm not suggesting that you just don't give. Pray about it, ask God, what can I give and how can I give it with joy in my heart? And I believe God will help you with that. Think of the wise men again. It says in Matthew 2, 9 through 10, when they heard the king, they departed and behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. Don't allow anything to rob you of the joy of giving this Christmas. A gift not given with a joyful heart or a gift given begrudgingly is not the way we were designed to give. And it certainly isn't the way our heavenly father designed us to give. Give with joy. Richard Foster, who is a Christian theologian with the Quaker Church, said this about giving joyfully, and I thought this was really good. He said, giving with a glad and generous heart has a way of rooting out 
the tough old miser within us. Even the poor need to know that they can give. Just the very act of letting go of money or some other treasure does not some, uh, does something within us. That something is it destroys the demon greed. I think that's so good. Give with joy. Number three, give gifts that last. Give gifts that last. We think of giving material things when we think of gift giving at Christmas time. What if you wrapped up a beautifully adorned piece of paper and gave it to your spouse? I mean, you picked out the most beautiful paper you could. You got the matching bow. You put all the care in the world into making this thing just look like a, a, a wonderful, beautiful gift. And you wrote on one piece of paper in that beautifully wrapped up box, and you wrote on that paper, I choose to forgive you. Maybe you're not someone who needs to forgive your spouse for anything and that's fine, but if you're withholding forgiveness, then is there really a better gift than you could give than that? I'm talking about giving gifts that last and not just stuff that's, oh, thank you, I can use this twice and then throw it away or give it to goodwill. The gift of forgiveness is, for instance, that's a gift that will not only last, it will change the entire uh, trajectory of, your, of both of your lives. What about the gift of creating a special memory for those you love, maybe your kids, your family? That could involve doing some activity together or uh, together as friends that would, that would minister to go out together as friends or family and minister to someone in need or someone who you know is particularly lonely during the holiday season. Giving gifts that last are all about creativity. What can you give that will last in the hearts of those you are giving to? Again, pray. Ask God to help you with that this year. Maybe your gift giving is taking the time to share the good news of the gospel with someone this year. Remember what the angel said to the shepherds. Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring good news of great joy, which will be for all the people. And we can't forget what the wise men did. Matthew 2.11. When they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshiped him. And when they opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. These gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh are still being talked about today. They were gifts that lasted. Not because they were what they were, because they were valuable. And the Bible doesn't specifically give us the significance of these gifts, but tradition has it that there are deeper meanings behind each gift. Gold, for instance, is a symbol of divinity and is mentioned throughout the Bible. It was a statement that this baby was the Christ child. Frankincense is a white resin or gum and was used as an incense. It had a high fragrance uh, when it was burnt as, as incense um, and it was pleasant. It was a pleasant aroma or, and, and was significant of the pleasant aroma that the Lord uh, often talked about in the Old Testament when people burnt burnt offerings. This was significant in Jesus becoming our ultimate sacrifice or offering to the Lord, becoming our offering, our sacrifice uh, made as he paid the ultimate price for our sins. These gifts lasted because they literally tell the gospel story. Gold, the Christ child comes. Frankincense, he was offered as a sacrifice for, on our behalf. And myrrh, myrrh was also obtained from a tree like frankincense. However, it was used as a spice in embalming. 
It was sometimes mixed with wine and used as a drink. It was referred to as gall in the book of Matthew and was offered to Jesus to drink as he hung on the cross. Myrrh was valuable, and here it symbolized bitterness, suffering, and affliction. Jesus would grow up and suffer greatly as he paid the ultimate price for our sins. We love the nativities, looking at baby Jesus in the manger, in that little stable, and we set up the little people, and it's wonderful. And we're so thankful for Christmas and God giving us this gift, but as Jesus grew, his life would very much become bitter and hard and difficult because he suffered so much for us as he hung on a tree for our sins. These gifts, they do tell the gospel story. And we all know someone who could use the good news of the gospel. That's a gift that will last for an eternity as often as we share it. So give gifts that last. And let's not get bogged down in just putting, again, a bunch of junk in boxes and giving gifts that don't mean anything. Giving a gift this way may fulfill the obligations of giving that you feel, but it doesn't do anything to fulfill your calling to be a giver. I want to say something. If you're going to be like your father, if you're going to be like God, and again, Ephesians says, 5.1 says, be imitators of God. If you're going to be like him, then you need to become a giver. Giving is at the very essence of who he is. And if you're not much of a giver, you probably need to change and become a giver. Again, that doesn't mean monetary things. It doesn't mean money necessarily. It can mean that, but it doesn't mean that every single time. We are called to be givers. We should give gifts to celebrate how God gave us his best gift. That's the whole purpose. In fact, maybe as you're sitting around the Christmas tree this year and your kids start opening gifts, your grandkids start opening gifts and you're, you're having family time or, or time with friends and maybe, maybe you just need to remind everybody, stop and pause and say, let's remind everybody why we're doing this. It's to celebrate the fact that God gave us the best gift ever in the person of Jesus Christ. Let's be imitators of God and give with the same motivation and spirit that he gave and is still giving. Let's, number one, give gifts that cost us something. Let's give gifts joyfully from our hearts and let's give gifts that will last. Pray with me if you would. Lord God, I thank you for your gift of Jesus Christ a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes that would grow up and suffer much on our behalf. Lord Jesus, today we dedicate our hearts to you and our lives to you once again because of the great gift you gave us, the least we can do is give you back our lives. Lord, and I ask if there's anyone in this room that doesn't know you as their personal savior. They've never asked you to come into their heart. It's a simple thing. It's so easy a child can do it. But Lord, if there's anyone like that here today who's never done that, or maybe has been far away from you and needs to come back to you. Lord, just impress upon their heart how much you'd love them and how much you really did give for them. Lord, we go through trials and tribulations in this life, and oftentimes you get the blame for things that you didn't have anything to do with. 
And that stops people from receiving the fullness of who you are. Lord, I pray right now that you would bless every person in this room with the gift of life that is only found through the person of Jesus Christ. God, may we be people that reach out to you and receive that gift. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for being a part of the Indianola First Assembly of God podcast. Join us next week to stay updated on our latest message.